back like they never left. That's Tristan McKenzie coming back like he has never not been pitching for at least the start of the season. Like he left off last year in the postseason against the Rays, not not the Yankees start. Uh, and the Guardians are back this week like they never left either. They went into, into Minnesota three and a half games out, and we enter the new week with them still three and a half games out. So the world is just one giant circle. Don't let the flat earthers uh, fool you. You are Locked On Guardians, your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today's episode is brought to you by, sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on a journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Visit betterhelp.com slash lockdownmlb to get 10% off your first month. Over there is Justin. I am Jeff. This is a pretty packed full one. So let's uh, let's dive in. We had two pitchers return. Both pitched really well. Uh, we had some bullpen foibles. We had some roster moves. Uh, we're going to talk about all of it and and stay tuned to the end. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a hypothetical potential DFA trade for Plesac. So stay tuned for that because people love trades. How exciting! Yeah, if you're living under a rock and your show Monday morning, thank you for listening to us. Uh, if you're just now finding out that Zach Plesac was designated for assignment on on Sunday morning, or he probably found out Saturday night, but uh, we'll get to that towards the end of the show. But yeah, two starting pitchers return this weekend. Tristan McKenzie, obviously, on Sunday was ridiculously good. I don't know how you could expect him to come back and do what he did. And to be honest, the Guardians needed every last of his 79 pitches in that game. I don't know how you strike out 10 guys in five innings on 79 pitches and you walk one. That's that's pretty impressive. Especially after your last time was, like, rained October. out. Right. Well, no, like, even his oh, warm-up yeah. was rained out. Like, he didn't even get a full warm-up either. I was expecting him to come in and just – you know, totally poop the bed. Like I, I was not, not that I don't think Tristan McKenzie's good. I just, you know, the twins, the twins are really banged up. They hit, they do hit some home runs. And I just thought that he would come in and, and kind of be all over the place. It's his first start. And there have been times in the past where his command just isn't there. Some starts. And I think, you know, first start of the year guy guys, when they come back from injuries, when they start the year off, you know, like Savali at least had a couple starts under his belt before he got hurt again. McKenzie didn't even have that. Like he was out at the end of spring training and didn't come back till now. So some of those guys just try so hard to make up for all the time lost in like the shortest amount of time possible. And they try to do too much. Now McKenzie though. I mean, everything was great. I mean, his fastball was on fire. I mean, he was up to 95 quite a few times. He settled in around 93, which was good, which is you know about normal for him, but he did get rushed up there a couple times and guys were not expecting that. And, his slider was fantastic. Seven swings by the Twins and six misses. So that's always good to see. Curveball was good. I mean, just a brilliant start. And if the Guardians are going to go anywhere, it's going to be, I guess they'll go as far as their offense takes them because the pitching rotation is just pretty good. But how nice to <laughs> have that come back. And, and like I said, they needed every last pitch from him and the bullpen to pull this one out on Sunday to keep their distance behind the Twins at three and a half like they came in on th- on Thursday of this series. But more more good starting pitching and now now you feel like Tristan McKenzie is that number two guy he was going to be like now you don't have that doubt of it because there there were people coming into the spring training like talking about him as a dark horse Cy Young candidate and 
don't know if he will be, but if that first starts any indication, I know the Twins' offense also stinks. By the this way. late in the year, no, he can't get enough. Well, no, fans. no, but if he still but, pitches like that, that's great yeah. for them. Um, you know, it There's is a lot of pressure off Ivy and Allen. Yes, and you know we'll also get Savali was also you know brilliant in his, uh, and of course like this team continues to be maddening. They split this series by beating Sonny Gray and Joe Ryan. They they have eleven base runners on Friday, can't get a run across. They have five today and get two. Uh, it's just the incons- they are consistently inconsistent to the point that it makes you want to pull out your hair. And you know I said nothing changed from Thursday. <laughs> Everything it's is the same. And, uh, this is. I have to say, in some respects, the most frustrating team I think I've ever followed because it has never been both losses were one run losses. One of them, the bullpen gave up. The other one, they just couldn't put anything together. Today, Joe Ryan is absolutely murdering them. And then they get timely hits for the first time, like all series. Uh, you know, it, th- this is a series that's all Miles Straw have mul- two multi hit games and Will Brennan have two multi hit games. And, and hit somehow, the first time of the year off of Sonny Gray. No one had hit one off him all year. Yes, and that's what Brennan's second or third all year. He did. He did the bird. Third. You saw it very. He did it very like this. He he did not yeah. make the big one like last time, but he still. I think now he thinks like he has to. Like he's he's maybe uh, got a jinx in it. Hey, the bird but, one had to stand for something. Okay, but it's uh, it is. I am glad they they took two out of four. I mean, after those first two games, you, I wouldn't blame anyone who thought they were going to get swept. Uh, but this team just stays madly inconsistent. McKenzie, yeah, like for a guy who had had, you know, his October start and then, like I said, his warm up start gets rained out. He was awesome. Uh, we've talked about before this team needs more guys who can miss bats. For as great as Savali was, he didn't miss bats. McKenzie not only missed bats, the Twins had no answer for him. Uh, they were so happy to see him come out of the game, but then the bullpen stood up. Uh, yeah, and you know, made it a little bit closer than it needed to be, but he has been awesome all year. He's officially the eighth. Yeah, he's he's officially the eighth inning guy if you look at these last two games now. Uh the bullpen usage is a bit of a concern. We'll get into that. Uh you know, I yeah, we'll get into that in the show. But for now, focusing on the positive, these two wins, you know, uh McKenzie, you know, if I'm going back and doing my old three star system, uh for today's game, it's it's McKenzie is where you you start things off, and then you probably go with uh, Jimenez and Nailer 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 for having those extra base hits and having two of the three hits and driving in the two runs. Uh, that's right; they only had three hits in that game. Uh, I don't know if this is the point to do it, but can can someone please explain to me at some point, maybe in the comments below, that does Tito know that your shortstop doesn't have to hit second? Is that just the rule all year? Did, did he think that your shortstop has to be? in the two hole in the lineup because I, that's my assumption when you bring in Fr- Freeman, who has not been an everyday guy and you just, you keep put him in the two hole because you took out the other show. It certainly seems like that's the logic. Yeah. It's just him wanting to keep everybody in their same spots, which, you know, which I, don't, I, I mean, don't know. cause those spots have worked so great all year. Those spots can, have worked can, so great. Can Let's I also just them. point out like the randomness of baseball and how little we truly know about the game. So, all year, people are complaining about play Tyler Freeman more, play Tyler Freeman more, and he's in the game and he's sitting second. And I know he got a hit in this game, but can I also point out the one night Brian and Brian Rocchio played? No, Ahmed Rosario. We had you had Tyler Freeman and you had Brian Rocchio in the lineup. Guys like ah, play more Rocchio, play more, you know, get Rocchio, play him, play Freeman. The one game those two guys played in, they didn't score a run. So I know it's just one game, and, and baseball's random like that, but. It's just the irony that everyone's complaining that, that they want to see this version of the lineup and they want these two guys in specifically and they want, you know, Bo Naylor too, which we can get into tomorrow. 
And they didn't score a run. They didn't get one, one run across in that game. I know Freeman did have a hit, but he also had a strikeout and Rokio had a hit and also had a strikeout, but I don't know. Isn't that just ironic? Yeah. That that's the thing no. everyone's well, it's, it's the same thing. It's like score run. This, this team's it's Billy power. Over. Billy over. Come on. Yeah. This, this team's power, power came from Quan and, and Brennan, Brennan with home yeah. runs two and three of the, like there were a lot, like this was a silly series. This was a silly series on a lot of levels starting with the whole we're going to bench him ed and then just keep the shortstop in the same spot and i, I don't terry like again I, I don't know if that ever turned into an article from zach or if zach just posted the quotes from that interview i feel like i never read the article but terry being like he doesn't want like what good is changing the lineup or you know what are the answers to it and i'm like so anything's got to help right now this was let's be honest they took two out of four but this was not a good offensive weekend i mean they 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 scored after Thursday's game, yeah. I mean, this was this was six runs over three games. Uh, that's, that's not ideal. And yeah, they won two out of three of them. But you know, it, it wouldn't hurt to to maybe move Jose up or to then move Nail like Quan Ramirez and Naylor are your four three best hitters I right Jose now. Jose had a good weekend, by the way. No, he doesn't He's do well down. on the weekends. He does not he do is... well on the weekends. Well, the Twins last weekend usually... he fell below 800 OPS, and then it was during the week he got it back up. So Jose just Jose doesn't do weekends. Normally he has hit very well against the Twins, but I hate when people say that because they act like, oh, it's the same pitchers every year. It's the same guys. Like it was like, oh, his starts against Cleveland the last couple of years. Like the guy I mean Elvis Andrews, it didn't matter who was pitching, he always yeah. killed us. You know what? This I is the first year Max Kepler didn't kill us. Yeah. Speaking of Elvis Andrews, here's a real quick tidbit for you before we jump into the next segment. But uh, I was watching a TikTok over the weekend and it was just talking about the, how great the 2010 Rangers lineup was. And Elvis Andrews was leading off and it was the world series. It was like a, a little intro video intro. And one of the prompts was, Hey, talk about your favorite baseball team growing up. And, you know, Elvis Andrews introduces himself on Fox and he goes, my favorite baseball team growing up was the Cleveland Indians. And I'm like, well, that makes a lot more sense now, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> I didn't know that. That's a good one. Yeah. It was, I, it was very random. I was like, wow, well, this really makes so much sense now, but uh, Jose Ramirez, before we go to the next segment, by the way, down to 102 WRC plus like that is he's not been playing good over these last two weeks. He was fine in Baltimore and he got a couple of hits out yeah, there. He but was, good. He was then, bad in St. Louis. He was not good in Minnesota. Yeah, the game winning hit against St. Louis on Sunday. He I did, know. but the rest um, of that series is not good. If you go and look up the data, I mean, he fell below an 800 OPS for over that week. Oh, he, he was just he very bad up. in the series. Like, I think he might have had like one or two hits this entire weekend. Like it was. It was pretty ugly. They had him really off balance. And... I mean, he did not reach base in the Friday, Saturday, or Sunday games. He was he a combined. Or no, I'm he... sorry. He had a walk. He had one walk. He had a hit Friday, and a... he had a hit in an RBI on Friday in the, in the loss on Friday. That was it. Or I'm sorry, Thursday. No, Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. So, Thursday. Uh, yeah, he had a walk. Um, he had a walk today. Uh, which score? Which scored the run? So yeah, that's right. That was the yeah. one time he reached base. That was Again, the last... he's, he's having some timely hitting or timely on no. baseness in this his, case, OBB, but... his OPS is back below 800. It's just yeah, he is just kind of in feast or famine. Like he, he I mean, he's still over 100, you know, still over 100 WRC plus, which is good. But like, you need your MVP to be an, an MVP. Yeah. And Andres Jimenez had another good weekend, so he's starting to get it back together as well. It seems like. And I heard, I'll, I'll talk about the the coaching adjustment I heard over. Uh, we better take that first break. Yeah. So we'll talk about the coaching adjustment for Andre Simmons in just a second. (music) 
Well, I may be visiting eBay Motors here very soon, and I am not a car guy. So uh, when it comes to your vehicle, the parts need to fit right. I could not trust myself to get the parts to fit right. So next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with guaranteed eBay, 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 I can't talk tonight, eBay guaranteed fit. You can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage. Look for the green check to know your part's going to fit or you'll get your money back because just like in sports, Confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's pretty easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, get the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions do apply. Guardians off on Monday, but... Make sure Tuesday when Boston comes to Cleveland, you search Guardians on your Sirius XM app to listen to the hometown call of Tom Hamilton and Jim Rosenhouse. I was kind of curious. I went and looked in May before we get to yours. Uh, Josh Naylor had an 890 OPS. Gabby Argates is 790. Jose Ramirez is 787. Then Stephen Kwan at 677. So it gets pretty ugly pretty quick in there. Down with the low man being uh, Rokio. And Zanino in terms of your everyday guys. Zanino at a 370, or not Rokio, uh, Straw at a 558. Yeah. Except for that Baltimore series. We know we thought they were going to get back together and they scored. Remember Friday, I too, we talked on Friday. They scored six runs there. And I said, I won't mm-hmm. be surprised if this team bounces back and does well. I feel confident about that. Mm-hmm. And they obviously didn't do that Friday night. So, you know, there's that. But the rest of the weekend, they did kind of bounce back. I know they didn't score a whole lot of runs, but hey, they won, they, they won four. They got late runs. Uh, that mattered on Friday on, on on Saturday, and then late runs that mattered on Sunday. Josh so Naylor was uh, third on this team in stolen bases in May. Yeah, and then the last week, what he had hurt him, and he missed on he missed Thursday's game. T- tied with Straw and Brennan for third on the team. Yeah, not great. Those guys need to run a lot more. And they did get. They, I know Brennan they attempted got thrown out. Game. He got yeah, and I'm, you know I'm okay with that. I know they're not yeah, scoring a lot I of am. runs. You've got to attempt it, and I don't. I don't mean. Ryan Jeffers Brennan got one okay, and Brennan but... got one and then Brennan got thrown out over the three games this weekend. Yeah. And when you get on base, like the way Joe Ryan was going, when you get on base, you got to create opportunities and he yes. tried to. So I'll give him credit there. I'm not worried about it, but I heard on the radio uh, driving home this weekend that uh, Andre Jimenez, Chris Valeka felt was, was too tight at the plate. Not, not tight in terms of like his mental approach, which, you know, he probably was, he wasn't hitting but two tight in terms of his body. And he said that they work to kind of spread his legs out at the plate and keep him a little more, I don't know, ready to stride forward without having to take too much of a stride. So he wasn't jumping out. I don't know. It was very weird wording, but basically he said like, they don't want him jumping forward too early and lunging at pitches, which he was doing. That's why he was um, swinging, missing a lot of changeups. He looked like he was very on his front foot. So they tried to spread the stance out a little bit so he wasn't getting on his front foot too early and, and lunging on the changeups and, and swinging over the top of them. And it seems to have worked. I mean, he only had one hit um, in the triple, though, on, on Sunday. So I think things have really turned around for him. I, I feel much better about where he's at right now. So smallest, for all the people who say that they don't have any coach, they don't make any adjustments, they're not the coaching's not working, there's your coaching example that they identified something in his, his uh, setup and his 
swing, they fixed it, and it's working. So there's your example of coaching and adjustments. Smallest of sample sizes, but for June, which is all the four games, it's this right. series, he's got 975 OPS. What about yeah, the Baltimore series, though, too? Uh, well, this, unfortunately, it'll allow me to pick on Mondays for data, but it won't let me to say for the last two weeks. I will find one. Those but uh, Jose Ramirez, over the course of this weekend, had a 181 OPS. So when we're talking about what went wrong, that's uh, that's it. You know, it says uh, Zanino at 250, Freeman at 473. Uh, Josh Bell has only had one game because uh, paternity leave, right? But uh, yeah, it, the unfortunate thing is Brennan's at a, a 1225. So he's, he's over over one right now because he had a great weekend. Jimenez at 975, Naylor at 817, Gabby at 718, and then everyone else. Steve Kwan with the uh, everyone's favorite 666 for an OPS against the Twins. Again, yeah. the data doesn't really matter because it's so small, but it is interesting to look at and just say, hey, this was this four-game series. And it backs, of course, it backs up what you saw. But, I mean, yeah, yeah it's uh, – well, we'll see. It's, like I said, Jose is just not the guy he was a year ago or for his yes. career. And it's, it's, it's a little bit frightening because they got to pay him a lot of money for a lot of years. And if he is going to be, you know – uh, a four, a three to four win player, then they're going to be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I'm not really too worried about. It. He's kind of had ebbs and flows this year, where he's, you know, yeah. everyone said he hasn't it, looked great, and then he turns around briefly. He's never approached pre wrist injury, is my concern. He has not. No, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, As we've seen with Shane Bieber, some guys never get healthy again. In the thumb injury. Not thumb injury, wrist. not wrist. Yeah, sorry, oh, so wrists are wrist uh, Valera. Valera is our wrist king. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, Jose already had the wrist. Uh, Andres yeah. Jimenez, by the way, last six games, he is hitting 400, 423, 520 with a W with one sixty five WRC plus. He has and struck out twice, walked once. I texted you, uh, I think Saturday, to uh, just be like, hey, oh, yeah. for once he dove into first, and I actually made sense. Now, I would have rather seen him go foot first because foot first is always faster than head first and there's less risk of injury, but there was a small chance he could be tagged. So it made sense, uh, but he probably should have still not done either and just ran through the base. And he was um, lucky uh, in that situation, but it was, uh, you know, Hey, for once I had to sit back and make, okay, fine. You slid into first. I got to just be relatively quiet on this. Let it work. Yeah. Um, do you want something else in the weekend? I mean, Rosario was out with a, a minor knee injury. They didn't seem too concerned about it. That didn't really make a difference because uh, Tyler Freeman had one hit in the two games he played. Yeah, no, he but... was doing his best uh, Ahmed Rosario impression all weekend. It was very nice of him to to pretend to be Ahmed for a weekend. Uh, you know, it, the bullpen, yes, Thursday's game was rough. And yes, Sandlin and Eniel. But for the most part, like, listen, 99 has pitched really well. He is no longer a guy where I'm like, okay, he should be maybe the first option down when someone gets healthy. I don't know who that first option down is now, but 99 is pitching well. For anyone out there being like, you know, even if you are not a fan of 99, then just view it as, hey, maybe he's turning himself into a trade asset again. Like, he is pitching well again. You know, there are teams will be desperate for pitching. ZRA uh, is below four now. Yeah, which is, and he stopped giving up home runs, and he's missing more bats. And those I mean, he gave, watch, up, he, he gave those three long flyouts Thursday, and he did yeah. walk bases loaded the other night, too. So there is but that. Was it, I saw him strike out. Was it yesterday's game or today's game? I think it was yesterday's game. Like the the final out of the inning was on the curveball. It wasn't the fastball. The curveball that was a what like looking like a forty grade pitch to start the year. He was able to use it effectively to get someone to to swing. And it's like now that he's got everything else 
Uh, now that it's hot enough, they can really run and build up that sweat and get that uh, rosin to get better grip. He's doing well. And uh, it is weird that his spin rate. So you talk about the game on yeah. the 42 games Saturday he pitched and actually he was really good. He had five swings and misses on uh, 14 pitches and then two, only two swings at the curveball and they missed both times. Uh, it is ironic that you say that because his fastball spin on on Saturday was up 154 RPM. So Which is significant. Yeah, it is significant. I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not like, I think he's got to stay. The only reason he was using leverage in those spots, I think, was just because they didn't have any other cho- choices. He's clearly not like, you know, it's no longer, no. it's no longer Stefan Karinchuk class yeah. A. It's definitely. Danielle and him have flopped. And Henches is, is in there too. And yeah. they trust him and Stefan. Yeah. So, I think Karen Jack is kind of like their backup leverage guy at this point, And they do when they have to um, the last couple outings, maybe they're starting to trust him again a little more. I'm okay with him not being their go-to guy in a leverage spot, unless they absolutely have to. Or the one advantage he brings is, is that ability to miss bats, which when, if they have to go into you know, extra innings, there's value that. in that. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. I always worry about class A and extra innings because uh, he does. For whatever reason, contact. It's not even that he's trying to. It's just his pitch makeup. And yeah. to be fair, for Enyo, or not Enyo, because uh, he had a rough night this or a rough weekend too, or at least on su- Sunday. But Saturday, mm-hmm. Saturday, Class A was as dominant as he's ever been. I mean, he threw yeah. uh, 15 pitches and nine nine were strikes. I should say 11 But then it strikes. started to get away from him. Like, he got those first two outs like that, and then two hits, I believe, after that. Like, he was mowing no, through su- that. No, Sunday. Hit. I'm talking about Saturday. Saturday... Didn't Saturday play? he didn't. Saturday okay, was, was a one today. two three inning. Sorry, Saturday bad. he had a one two three inning. It was as good as he's been all year. He had two strikeouts, and I will say he did have a hit and a walk on Sunday, but he had two more strikeouts. So the fact that he is getting yeah. more outs, missing bats, definitely feels pretty good. And it definitely feels like he is trying to go to the slider a lot more. He threw more sliders and cutters on Sunday. Uh, five five whiffs on six swings. He threw 14, actually 14 sliders, only five cutters on Sunday. Yeah. And it was kind of the same. But I also wonder, like, again, some of this is also matchup dependent. Maybe they feel like the Twins, and he threw eight cutters on Sunday, on Saturday, I should say, and seven sliders. So maybe them seeing him two days in a row, he, had, he felt like he had to switch it up. So that could be a scouting report thing. But I, I still feel fine about him. I know he had the walk and then the hit, whatever. But uh, I, overall, I mean, he, we're going to talk more about Class A and Plesac and the Red Sox here. Uh, so stick with us in just a second. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, and I'm excited that BetterHelp is back. That means we did a good job last time. So uh, thank you to BetterHelp for coming back in. And I've been very honest about uh, my anxiety in life, that I'm a very anxious person. Uh, monstrous case of imposter syndrome is one of those things. I always feel like I'm not really an expert. Uh, it's one of those things like I kind of view almost everyone else as someone who knows more than me. Uh, it doesn't stop me from getting into arguments online like it should. Like the best part of imposter syndrome should be that then you don't make those dumb choices that uh, we all sometimes make on Twitter. But, uh, I, you know, it's all of that. We, we all have our little things like that. And, uh, you know, I think having someone to talk to uh, can help you talk through some of those things. I, you know, through the years, people just talking to people in general has made my imposter syndrome a little less because I find out I am good at things or my anxiety. Sometimes just having an outside voice can be extremely helpful in those moments. So 
right now, BetterHelp is online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suit your schedule. Fill out a questionnaire to get mastered with a licensed therapist. Switch therapists anytime if it's not working for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedMLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnMLB. Don't forget, on Tuesday night, the Guardians will be playing the Red Sox at 7-10, back at home against the Sox, and Shane Bieber will be back on the mound, so hope he gets things turned around. You can tune in to the action at 7-10 to hear Tom Hamilton and Jim on your Sirius XM up by searching Guardians. Can I uh, can I throw a, a weird theory at you? Absolutely. So we'll get into theory. the police act of it all. Michael Kelly kind of took us all surprise. Now, not too much by surprise, because you can go back into our feed and listen to the episode where Justin was kind of like, hey, we should be paying more attention to Michael Kelly. Uh, so go make sure to listen to that. But it was a bit of a surprise. And part of me wonders if they knew they were overworking Trevor Steffen. He didn't appear in Saturday after that Thursday game. He didn't appear Friday or Saturday. You know, they had Gaddis for Friday and he pitched well coming out of the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you know, I know someone's going to be like, we didn't get Savali enough. Savali was great. We just wish he had missed more bats. But that was a great debut. By Savali. Like thought he it again. Like yeah, was it, I mean, better. I mean, six, no, five innings, no runs. He allowed six base runners. Like, that's fantastic. It was a fantastic start. His only problem was Tristan McKenzie was just unbelievable. So it kind of <laughs> stole his thunder or not. Yeah, stole his thunder. But that's not against him. But we saw them send down Gaddis um, and then bring up Kelly for a day. And I felt like that was just a, hey, we need someone in case. And then I think some of us, myself included, when Justin texted me, I was I was mowing my lawn. Either that or I was putting together uh, some Fisher-Price outside furniture when Justin texted me that Michael Kelly is getting added. And I think my first response was, oh, is he getting cut tomorrow then? And that wasn't the case. But I kind of see this thing where I think they do want to get a few fresh arms in there from time to time to not overwork this pen. Do you want to talk about Plesak first, or do you want to talk about the ridiculous number of games Klasse has been Oh, we have, to talk about, we have to talk about the bullpen usage. Absolutely. I'll, I'll leave it to you. You lead and us into whichever way you want to dive into this next topic next. I Okay, so there's two ways to look at it, right? So the one thing I've always liked about Tito and going back to the 2016 playoffs, and the playoffs, managing the playoffs is very different than managing in the, in the regular season. And this is a product of the Guardians obviously playing a lot of one-run games. What are they at now? They are now 12, 12 and 16 in one-run games. So they have played... 38 one run games and they are 59 games. Yes. Good Lord. So this is what's going to happen. And look, nobody's bullpen is deep enough to survive that. When you have to go to class a at Stefan and whoever else, if you have to go to them night after night, nobody's bullpen is deep enough where you can rest those guys, throw somebody else in there. This is why teams, this is why teams trade for relievers at the deadline. This is why relievers are always popular in the trade market because Everybody needs a fresh bullpen arm that hasn't been overworked. You'd love to get a, a guy who's coming from a crappy team who hasn't been overworked because he just doesn't have the leverage opportunities to pitch because their team stinks, right? Not the case here. So Class A has been in now 30 games out of the, would you say, 57 games? 58? Uh, 59. 59. So 30 of 59 games. He is over half. So what would you say, Jeff? He's on pace for over 80 appearances? Yes. He is a that- what? That cannot happen. Yeah, especially he's got 30 appearances in 59 games, so it's a yeah. little over half. Stefan Stefan today, after coming in on, on Sunday, is in 27. 
Nick Sandlin, who again, I keep sometimes I think Nick Sandlin's not even on this team. He's been in 20, 21 games, so that's you know close to Steph and not far off. De Los Santos, 24 after today. So, like, there's a lot of guys in that bullpen who have just been luckily, I mean, Penches was hurt, but it's a hard balance, though, right? Because you have to win the game in front of you. And these one run games that Cleveland's not hitting, when they have a chance to win a game, you know, class A, those guys got to be out there because you got to put that game away. You got to put it in the bank. You got to bank those wins where you can if you're going to get to the postseason. And there's the whole argument of like, okay, how do we keep this guy fresh? How do we keep him ready for the postseason, right? Or how do we keep him good for us to September so we get a shot to get in the postseason versus you got to win the game now because, you know, we need wins because this is, you know, we're struggling and when we have a lead, we got to protect it. I don't know. It's a tough balance. And there is a history of Tito overworking his relievers. You know, look at Cody Andrew, Allen and Andrew, Andrew Miller's, Miller's arms yeah, falling off. Cody Allen's career ended way before it should. Andrew Miller's, you know, tried like hell to hang on and Brian Shaw became a noodle and he rebounded and then he cooked his noodle got cooked again. So it, I know he's overworked relievers before. I'd say I'd say this year, though, is a hard balance because they've just got to They've got to make the postseason somehow for their start. And these guys got to be out there. But I don't know. How do you balance? Hey, we got to win today's game by any means necessary, but we also well, yeah. have to keep this guy fresh for September. Maybe we'll be in the playoffs, but you can't just say, okay, we're going to save him for tomorrow because you might not have a lead tomorrow. And every game well, right now is important the way they've been playing. I think we just got to avoid like what blew us up on Thursday, which is we can't be having guys go out there and throw three out of four games. They got to be better about like intentional resting. That's why you need need. more relievers. You need intentional resting. So let's say you have a situation, especially someone like Cody Morris, because Tito absolutely hates to have relievers throw more than one inning. Like he seems to hate that with a fire. Cody Morris is being built up. He did with Andrew Miller, but I think that was, I know that was just the postseason after that. And and they were forced into that too, because of the pitching injuries. But, um, but like Cody Morris, they're building up for three innings. So if you call up with Cody Morris, when he comes into a game, he should pitch three innings. It should be a piggyback affair. Essentially, essentially you should have him throwing three innings, seven, eight, Yeah. He should be throwing the seventh, eighth and ninth inning. Uh, with one of those guys, then that helps one day where you don't need anyone else. Hopefully, if, as long as it it goes well. But you also have to be like, okay, Class A has thrown like four out of the last five days, or he's thrown five out of seven. He needs three days rest, and we just don't have it as an option. And I know it's what after you call a guy up three times, the fourth time they have to pass through waivers. Five, you, five. five. So you can do it four times. The fifth time they go, I they mean, get option waivers. At this point in time, you've got the ability that like you kind of need to be rolling that a little bit more. I know there is the value to your team, but they need to pull a Tampa. Tampa is still doing this to various degrees. And there's you know, nobody here AAA besides Kelly and Heron and eventually yeah. Morris. Yeah. But it, my point is if you got Heron and eventually Morris and Kelly, then have them come up for sparts, you know, parts of time. And you know what I tell class? Well, you wouldn't send class a down, but it's like, you know what I tell 99? I'm like, okay, you've pitched a bunch here. You're, you're being paper moved to AAA, but you're never showing up. You're with the team during this time. Like I, I, I would tell them it's just a paper move. Type it's of 10 deal days though. It's 10 days. It is. It is. But I'd be oh, like, 15, okay. It's 15 for pitchers. 15. Yeah, I guess it doesn't work in that case because the rule. I never mind. Take back what I said. But yeah, that's I, why I don't know what you do, but you gotta. Yeah, that's why they you, use the rule. You gotta. Then you just you have to go back to my first point. You're right. I don't know why I blanked on that. That was just a brain fart moment. But uh, they, you have to be more intentional when you're resting. Then that's all it is. You can't say closing situation costs every time. You have to be like, nope. This is. His. You have to almost plan rest days. It's a tough balance. It, it's a tough balance. I mean, they got it. They do have to win certain games. They, I mean, they needed 
they needed like hell to split this this series with the Twins after the way the first two games started. So you mm-hmm. use them on Saturday and Sunday. Thank goodness today the Monday is off. So that works out. He pitches two days in a row, you get Monday off. And to be fair, this is the longest stretch they've played in a row. So you had the St. Yeah. Louis, Baltimore, Minnesota series, and then they didn't have an off day. So every but, every Monday in June they're going to have off. Yeah. So they could plan, you know. But you he's pitched. still still at you know over fifty percent of games appeared even with that for yeah. the whole year. No, it's it's definitely going to be a balancing act. But I mean, it's going to be tough because look, they've got to win games to get in the postseason, and you can't worry about how this guy is going to be in September if you flame out and you can't be in a position to compete in game or you can't be in a position to play competitive games in September if you don't win them now. So that's, that's a hard balance. I'm, I think we have to stop looking at it like, Oh, it's easy. Just, just, just rest them here. Don't even pitch him. But like, I get it. Like he does have a history of doing this, but at the same time, there's no postseason if you don't start winning these games now, because you cannot expect that things are going to roll fine. And his, you're going to have opportunities to win games that matter in September at this point, if you we- don't win, start winning now. We better roll into please sack very quickly here. Uh, a surprise, I think, to most of us. You know, he's owed two million plus. He had been, you know, at points viewed as an heir apparent, one of the next great, you know, young pitchers. Uh, the wheels fell off. Now, AAA is not a conducive place to pitch. Uh, we've talked about that park, but no matter what, when you are a big league pitcher, you should be able to find success down there. Uh, he is not. And that's what we've seen with like when they've let go of La Vestida and other guys. I'm a little bit surprised it's Plesak over, say, Jose Tena, who has also not found success. But I think Jose Tena and, you know, still Michael Kelly to agree are those roster fodder. We're still going to need someone when Morris comes back. I, I talked about this at the start of the show. Uh, I think an interesting, fun, really under the radar trade, because uh, if a waiver trade happens, which sometimes happens, you get like a very, you know, the, uh, the Dominic Stubbs. Dominic Cassetta uh, for Damon for for Jake Bowers. So mine, and this probably is actually too good of a player for it to have him with, but I would love Arizona who has a very young pitching staff and would maybe consider him for uh, Cleveland's uh, and Walsh Jesuits, Dominic uh, Canzone, who was rule five eligible last year. No one claimed him who has been one of the best hitters this year. In AAA has had uh, huge exit velocities. He's, he's had max exit velocities over 112. Uh, good running has hit at every level. Like he's that guy who's like kind of 50s across the board, but like always seems to perform. Uh, now here's the thing: being a local kid to me, that's always a bonus. That's not why you get anyone. But if you're going to get a guy who's a fourth piece, who's a, you know, he, Will Brennan blocks him. Everyone else blocks him. But uh, you know, he's kind of a left-handed Micah Prees type and. Uh, that could be an interesting name for fun as, as a deal like that. Somebody will claim Plesak and they will trade for yeah. him. I would expect, I know he's making a little under 3 million and he's got options left. So, so I think somebody will yeah, I'm, take a gamble. Yeah. I don't I'm surprised by is that this kind of, I mean, clearly this means he was never going to be an option again. And I'm just surprised by the fact that now they're only depth in triple a is Gaddis and soon Morris. So that that's a little interesting. I know some people are going to say, well, they have Cantillo and, and Williams. Okay, Cantillo shouldn't be pitching in the major leagues this year, at least not until September. Uh, they're going to be very careful about his workload. He still has control issues to work on, so I don't think he's an option seriously early on unless they're forced into it. And Williams is also not an option unless there's an opening. They're not going to add him to the 40-man roster just yeah. to make a spot start. Like he is, He's not coming up to start a doubleheader. You know? 
No. It's it's either he's on the roster or he's not. So I don't think Cantillo and Williams are serious depth options right now. And only Cantillo if you're in a pinch and you don't have any other options. So like really the only guy in AAA is is Morris and or I'm sorry, it's Gaddis and maybe Morris. And I think wonder I wonder if this means they will um stretch out Morris longer than three innings. He might be pitching on Tuesday because that was police sack spot Tuesday. So we'll see. Tomorrow's show, real quick, we're already running long, but uh, since the Guardians are off on Monday, so Tuesday show, um, college baseball segment of the week, or high school, or the MLB draft, around the farm and mailbag. So hit us with your mailbag questions for Tuesday's show. 100%, yeah. Let me know who you'd like me to talk about for the draft. Otherwise, I've got some names already pulled up. It's college cool. draft. It's draft yeah. season, and, and the tournament's going on. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah, uh, Nick LaRusso, who I believe we talked about before anyone else, is having himself quite the final month of the year. Maybe yeah, we'll have to. Re- we had a great weekend. Uh, but, uh, you know, thank you all. Remember that you are downloading daily, uh, doing your part as part of the Lockdown Guardians team, being an everydayer, um, you know, like, uh, like Mike F out there, who always has multiple comments. Appreciate your hustle. Thank you for everything you do, everyone. And go, go, Guardians, go.